It's 11.30 on this Thursday, May 13th. It's time for Midday. Tyler Cavalli along with you. Thanks for choosing the World Voice in Nebraska today. Temperatures looking up. Wind also looking up across much of our listening area. Still some showers in northeast Nebraska. We'll get the update on uh, maybe some storms we can expect later tonight and this afternoon. That's in about 15 minutes with our own Paul Perkins in our regional ag weather update. By the way, if you're looking for lunch today, just now starting officially right this moment is our meet and greet. They have brought the big grill. They are rolling. Smoke is piping out as well. Uh, We already have a couple of people lined up. But again, uh, free hamburger, uh, also chips and a drink as well as possible. And uh, all of that is come here. It's free and you will get that while it lasts. We got an interesting uh, bunch of people here in the studio. Uh, the things I wish you could see sometimes. Uh, uh, we, we need to start filming this and put it on YouTube. Maybe It's wild. It. Okay. Uh, that is Scott Foster. He's filling in for Jason. Of course, Jason is calling Lexington Soccer right now in Omaha. That is live over on Camry Country. They're up 2 nothing now on top of South Sioux City. Check the finale late in the second half over on Camry Country. Also, Bob Brogan is having issues, but I think he'll be uh, all situated back out when we get back to him, I think. Not a, not a new thing for Bob having issues. Well, I just am um, having a little struggle with my earphones. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, before this really gets any more derailed, let's go to a safe area. And uh, Susan Littlefield. Susan, how are you? This is my safe zone. So I don't get to see all the craziness that's going there. But I do see the smoke signals, and I'm kind of hungry for a burger. It's not too late. You better head out now. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. All right. <laughs> What do you have for so, us today? Well, this is what we're working on for the midday. Alex will kick everything off at 12.19 as Ralston Rip is a dreamer and a doer. In the past year, she started her own livestock show called Champions in the Valley. Plus, she started her own boutique. So we'll find out more about that. Alex will step in again at 12.45 as uh, my computer's decided it's going to update. There we go. Now we're going to look at the Nebraska Cattlemen's got a new feature called the Beef Shop. Don Caldwell with the Nebraska Cattlemen shares all of the details there. And then I'll wrap up everything at 117. If you missed the exciting news, you'll hear more about it at with chat with the Chancellor this weekend. But NCTA Curtis was gifted a ranch. So we are going to hear more details about that from Dr. Larry Gosen. They made that announcement during this last weekend's commencement. Wow, very interested to hear more about that for NCTA. Good for them. Yeah, pretty exciting. Okay, that is coming up on midday, uh, and have uh, a good rest of your Thursday, Susan. I will. I'll try not to blow away outside. <laughs> That's right. All right, thank you very much. Let's talk to uh, Scott Foster in sports. And right now, again, Lexington Soccer is up to nothing. Finished the game over on Cami Country, but uh, Nebraska Volleyball is also in the headlines. Yeah, you know, the, the rich get richer. And we're not talking about a Trump tax cut. This thing, uh, this this group that come, is coming in for Nebraska looks to be strong for Nebraska volleyball. Allie Batenhorst was named the National Gatorade Player of the Year mm. on Wednesday. She's going to be coming in. And uh, there's actually a pretty nice line of Huskers that have been named that. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We will talk about the Nebraska Championship meet, which you and I talked about a little bit. We'll hear from Jim Clark. Okay, Jason Jorgens. All right, thank you very much. Bob, how are things in your world? Stocks are posting strong gains following three days of losses, and uh, that we're going to keep our eye on that. Wholesale prices rose a little bit more than expected in April, and those are some of the stories we're keeping an eye on. Okay, all that and more on the way for midday here. 
It's time for Regional Ag Weather Update, brought to you by Holdridge Irrigation. Paul Perkins now joining us here in the studio. And while the temperatures are more spring-like today, we are now dealing with wind. Yes, uh, it wouldn't be Nebraska what it would be without it some wind. <laughs> Just, we can't have that perfect day. We don't have the warmer temperatures, but we don't have the wind earlier this week. Now we get the warmer temperatures, but now the winds return. It's, and some of that, those winds are out of the south right now. Potentially could be uh, lifting up some moisture into our area. That could be helping uh, increasing our rain chances as we go on through the day today. Uh, but the wind not affecting the grilling of the hamburgers right now with our meat and greed. That's right. That is right. Uh, you are welcome to come while supplies last. There's a free hamburger, chips, and a drink. You were out there. You said some uh, people have been showing up. Yeah, starting to show up. Uh, started serving those at about 1130. They've got that grill facing to the north, so mm. the wind's not interfering mm. with the grilling whatsoever. They've got a big old grill with Homestead Bank here, and of course the Dawson County Cattlemen hosting the big event. Again, it is free. Show up to the KRVN studios right now while supplies last. Uh, let's talk about that rain one more time. Uh, that is something, obviously, we are looking at as a possibility of storms developing today and tonight. Ex- exactly. Expecting some of those showers and thunderstorms to develop over western and north-central Nebraska as the day goes on in this afternoon. Those will be gradually moving to the southeast right now a little bit of light rain still left over in northeast nebraska some of those light rain showers that were over north central nebraska earlier today now towards the greeley area on up to about albion into the northeast corner of nebraska that light rain area gradually dissipating as it moves off towards the east temperatures right now warming nicely on into the low and mid-60s region-wide. Today, our temperature is looking to be seasonal with a mix of sun and clouds and some breezy south winds. Late this afternoon, the thunderstorms developing over western and north-central Nebraska. They will then track to the southeast through tonight, not expecting much of a severe weather impact. Our severe weather potential will be limited by some drier air in place, but some of those storms could produce on an isolated basis some small hail and gusty winds. Now, tomorrow we will be mostly dry, maybe some lingering showers and thunderstorms in eastern Nebraska and maybe some thunderstorms late in the day in the west, but overall mostly dry tomorrow. Our warmest day of the next seven tomorrow with temperatures slightly warmer than average and well into the 70s. Those thunderstorm chances though returning by tomorrow evening, mostly near a stall front that will be right near the Nebraska-Kansas state line. The increase in instability from the moisture and the warmer temperatures will pose the threat for some strong to severe storms. Overall, though, not expecting this big severe weather outbreak at this time. That front not going to move much for Saturday. It will provide the focus once again for additional and potentially severe thunderstorms Saturday evening. But mainly over Kansas, much of Nebraska actually could end up staying dry. More disturbances will track east off low pressure over the southwest U.S. the next week, keeping those thunderstorm chances going all the way through Wednesday. Many locations over the next seven days across Nebraska and Kansas could see upwards of an inch of rain. Temperatures expected to be near seasonal for the weekend on into Wednesday. Overall, in our long-term forecast, over the normal temperatures are in the forecast for Nebraska and Kansas and much of the U.S. Tuesday through May 26th, so staying warmer than normal. Nebraska and Kansas rainfall for Tuesday through May 26th likely to be slightly above normal. Soil temperatures at 7 this morning and 4 inches down region-wide in Nebraska and Kansas in the upper 40s to about 50. In the latest regional drop monitor, it shows Nebraska improved 3 percentage points to 45% drop-free. There are no dryness issues in much of the central and east or along and east of a line from Ord to Kearney and Cambridge. The rest of Nebraska abnormally dry to a moderate drought. Kansas dropped a percentage point 
to 48% drought-free. Much of the western and southern thirds of Kansas are abnormally dry to a moderate drought. Key weather factors affecting the markets include some mixed weather for Midwest temperatures and rainfall and the ongoing dryness in Brazil. Midwest temperatures will slowly trend to seasonal values through the weekend, keeping the progress of row crops very slow, notably in the eastern Midwest where several nights of frost and freeze conditions have occurred. The pattern turning warmer for the Midwest into the next week. That will accelerate the germination and early growth. Some better chances for more widespread rainfall coming up for tomorrow through next week. But drier northern areas of the Midwest will have only light amounts. In central Brazil, the continuation of hot and dry weather for the central crop areas will continue. The dry season appears to appears to have begun in Mato Grosso. Meanwhile, the Mato Grosso has those dry conditions, which are assessed right now as anomalous in the latest USDA Weekly Weather and Crop Bulletin. The prospects for the second crop corn in Brazil continue to be reduced. Speaking of the dry season, uh, your your mouth uh, might be in the, the dry season right now. Yes, having to do some interviews uh, for the meet and greet outside and then coming in and doing changing hats here for dry a little bit. Dry season in Paul's mouth yeah. right now. Okay, very good. We'll let you get some agua. Uh, in the meantime, where can somebody find uh, a full weather forecast? You can go to our weather page, krvn.com. All right, thank you, Paul. The Angler Entrepreneurship Journey, celebrating success, embracing failure, and inspiring the entrepreneur inside of you. And I would have to say without Angler, I don't think I'd have the courage or confidence to just go start something, not knowing maybe where it's going to go or what's going to happen. Thanks so much for joining. That's the voice of Carney native Ralston Rip. She describes herself as a dreamer, but it's safe to say that she's a dreamer and a doer. I definitely just have a passion for agriculture. I'm a big dreamer, a lot of diversity of ventures that I've taken the past year, and definitely just been fun and kind of a world where has been quits and cancellations have been happening that we've just started things. She's right. She and her sister Raylan just started things. In June of last year, the two sisters decided to host their first ever Champions in the Valley Livestock Show. And I would have to say without Engler, I don't think I'd have the courage or confidence to just go start something, not knowing maybe where it's going to go or what's going to happen. And so I really have to thank Engler for that, of just kind of giving that extra push and shove of, okay, if now's not the time, then when is? And that's kind of how Raylan and I and our whole family looked at Champions in the Valley last year is we hosted at Franklin County Fairgrounds. So it was all outdoors. It was on about 30 acres. We're like, what a more perfect venue to social distance and still have a fun day with everyone. And so we knew we didn't want to cancel. It was kind of an idea we had, I think, just finishing up our years and showing as Braylon and I both got to 18 or the age out of 4-H and FFA, where we were like, okay, how can we start giving back to a community that has really given us so much and given us so many opportunities? And now it's our turn to serve little kids and to serve a community that our mom and our uncle and our grandpa and our grandma grew up in so that's how we kind of chose that location of that's where our family's from and we knew that it was just a perfect fairgrounds that just needed some life back into it or just it could be utilized for so much more than maybe people haven't been able to see it in the past few years and so that's kind of our location but also realizing that we couldn't cancel and we weren't going to and no matter what it took we're really thankful that the health departments worked with us so we could get all the logistics and kind of the paperwork figured out but also then when the entries start rolling in and the phone calls of well are you going to quit is there any chance it could cancel and we're like no we're just we're going forward and 
So I think it was a good thing not only for us to get started, but just for the community in the state of Nebraska as a whole to really see there's a possibility to do things no matter what. The Champions in the Valley Livestock Show is just one thing that Ralston and her sister started. Another is more recent. They started a boutique called Two Sisters and a Barn. In November, Raylan and I kind of plunged and just started. And I think we shocked people just because, like, we hadn't talked about it. But it was something that Raylan and I had brewing for quite a while. I think we talk about a lot of ideas and bounce a lot of ideas off each other. And we're like, what better time than now when we're both home and... We started the process of getting an LLC and a tax ID to start buying quite a few months before like we launched. And so we knew it was in the back burner, but we just wanted to be well prepared before we put it out there. And so it's definitely been an adventure from there. We just started and have been learning lots along the way. It's definitely fun because we make a good team. And fun fact about the two sisters and a barn boutique, Ralston said the names for their boutique items are the names of their show calves. You can learn more about Ralston Rip and the Angler Agribusiness Entrepreneurship Program at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln at angler.unl.edu. Thanks so much for joining. Until next time, I'm Alex Wojcicki, and you're listening to the Rural Radio Network. It is time for Midday Sports. Scott Foster's filling in for Jason Jorgensen, who just wrapped up calling a winning state soccer game in Omaha. Yeah, a Class B boys state soccer championships taking place. Two-seeded Lexington at 18-1, taking on South Sioux, who was 10-9, and Jason has a report from that game. Today at the State High School Soccer Tournament in Omaha, Lexington improved to 19-1 on the season as they knocked off South Sioux City 2-0. Another strong defensive effort from the Minutemen as they logged their 13th shutout of the year. Got a first-half goal from Junior Casillas, and in the second half, Narciso Ramirez put one home to help out the Lexington cause. The Minutemen advance on to the state semis for the fourth time in school history. They will play on Monday at 4 back here at Morrison Stadium, either against Ron Colley or Columbus Scotus. Final score today, Lexington wins it at Morrison Stadium 2 to nothing. Reporting for the Rural Radio Network, I'm Jason Jorgensen. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. 13 shutouts and 19 wow. wins. That's, That's impressive. That's really good. Speaking of impressive, Nebraska volleyball freshman Allie Batenhorst was named the 2021 Gatorade National Player of the Year on Wednesday. The six foot four outside hitter led Seven Lakes High School in Katy, Texas to a 25 and one record in the largest group, the Class 6A state championship last fall before enrolling the University of Nebraska in January. Baton Horse amassed 574 kills, 371 digs in 33 blocks. She joins Gina Mancuso, Michaela Fecky, and Lexi Sun as Huskers, who were named Gatorade National Players of the Year. That's that's, wow. that's a good group to be in, right? They are. They. I don't know how John Cook gets them here, but he gets the best, and they shows. And you know what? Lexi Sun could come back and play next year. I didn't think about that. Clarence, give me another Lauren. powerhouse season coming up for uh, the Husker volleyball team. It'll be interesting if they do. Let's go to a little younger. The Nebraska Championship Meet takes place this weekend in Gothenburg. It serves as the Junior High State Championship. Jim Clark is the founder, and he said that he had read that 95% of junior high students don't go out for track. He said, or excuse me, of high school students after junior high don't go out for track. And he said this meet was founded to try to change that. 
if they could only experience what a great track meet felt like and and all that's involved with it. And so I wanted to show those kids or give them a chance to see what a real track meet was like, but one that's held at a high level and, and all, all that uh, goes with that. So that was really what kind of started the idea. Those kids just love it. This will be the 11th Nebraska State Championship taking place, uh, championship meet taking place in Gothenburg. That'll be at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Clark says 150 schools have signed up to participate with maybe over 400 athletes. In Major League Baseball, the Padres and Yankees are both short-staffed due to COVID-19 outbreaks, but neither has had to interrupt their schedule. We talked about that that yesterday, last year, that that would have probably yeah. ended it for a while. Yankee shortstop Glyber Torres has been kept out of last night's starting lineup at Tampa Bay as a precaution. New York is slated to wrap the series tonight. San Diego stars Fernando Tatis and Will Myers have tested positive, and Eric Hosmer, Jerickson Profar, and Jorge Mateo were held out of Saturday's doubleheader in Colorado due to contact tracing. Padres are off today. We're kind enough to give the Rockies a win yesterday. We'll take it. After a talk about needing a win, after a surprisingly strong start to the season, the Kansas City Royals have plummeted. They try to stop a 10-game losing streak when they wrap up a series in Detroit, which owns the worst record in majors at 12 and 24. That's a that's a businessman special going on there. Even after winning its past three, Daniel Lynch pitches for Kansas City against Spencer Turnbull. The last time the Royals dropped 11 in a row was a 12-game skid in 2012. Kansas City was 16-9 and on May 1st and led the majors, but is now below 500. Talk about a fall from grace there. Reality hurts, man. Reality hurts. Uh, that's sports for now. That's Major League Baseball as well. Yes, Things it is. quickly change. All right, thank you very much. You bet. The Nebraska legislature will wrap up before Memorial Day, cutting four days off the session. The plan is to have the last day on May 27th, with May 28th as a backup date. That was the word today from Speaker Mike Hilders. That day, what I anticipate on the 27th will be veto overrides, if there are any. I've committed to you, uh, both to the body generally, but to a number of senators individually for their bills, that I'm committed to ensuring that the system works the, the way that it's designed, and we will have veto override opportunities if there are vetoes. In order to accomplish that, any bill that might be within the realm of possibility of having a veto needs to get through select file next Tuesday. Speaker Hilger says lawmakers will take a long weekend and then return to the chamber on Tuesday, May 18th. Strong winds caused an eastbound semi to roll onto its left side along I-80 near North Platte yesterday afternoon. The driver got stuck under the truck's steering wheel, but first responders were able to get the individual out. The driver and a passenger were transported to Great Plains Health with non-life-threatening injuries. The driver told the Nebraska State Patrol a gust of wind pushed the rig onto the shoulder. When the driver tried to correct, the semi rolled onto the embankment of the median. No other vehicles were involved in the accident. The left lane of I-80 was closed for about an hour to remove the semi. Lincoln police say a 24-year-old Lincoln man died in an accident with a loaded dump truck, and his mother is hospitalized. The Lincoln Journal-Star reports that it happened Wednesday. 
they have identified the victim as 44, as David McLean, age 24. His 44-year-old mother, Christy Jones, is in critical condition. It happened around 7 a.m. yesterday. Police say a 95,000-pound dump truck struck a Ford Flex driven by McLean. Witnesses told police that McLean pulled out in front of the truck. The collision caused the truck to tip onto its side, spilling sand and gravel. The dump truck driver suffered elbow, neck, and back injuries. In Kansas, McPherson officials are investigating after seven headstones were damaged or moved at a cemetery. Cemetery officials say sometime last week, vandals knocked over and broke the headstones, and one was moved to nearby train tracks. McPherson police patrol the cemetery every night, but no one saw the vandals. Some of the vandalized monuments date back to the 1800s. The damages range from about $200 to $500. Reporting on the Rural Radio Network, I'm Dave Schroeder. A new feature for the Nebraska Cattlemen this year, the Beef Shop. I'm Alex Wachowski on the Rural Radio Network. Don Caldwell is chairman of the Nebraska Cattlemen Membership Services Committee. She said the Beef Shop came about after last year's trends when we saw a big push for direct-to-consumer beef. It did, and you saw it, you know, not only in how booked up all of our butcher shops became, all of our custom butcher shops, but the availability of deep freezes, right? So people um, had to wait weeks or even months if they wanted to purchase a a large capacity deep freeze to be able to store that meat that they were going to buy. So it's been a really interesting year for new opportunities for all kinds of businesses. And she said because of this, Nebraska Cattlemen has created a new way to capitalize on consumers wanting local beef. We are always looking to, um, one, either communicate the value that members are getting from their Nebraska Cattlemen membership investment or create more value for that for that membership. And this is one of those areas where we uh, are able to create more value for some of our members. And what a fun opportunity to con- connect consumers directly with those that are marketing beef from their farms. And uh, it's good for the whole industry. When we get good word out and create opportunity for people to buy uh, beef to stock their freezer, then they're just going to continue to want more because we know they they love that taste once they once they experience it. So this is a neat new uh, neat new aspect that we have to our website and marketing tool. And that new tool she's talking about is called the Beef Shop, and she explains what the Beef Shop is. So the Beef Shop is exactly that. It is a tab. If you go to NebraskaCattlemen.org at the far right hand um, uh, tab on the lineup there at the top, click on that and you can scroll down to see currently we have five uh, businesses of Nebraska Cattlemen members that are listed where consumers can click and and communicate with them directly to make purchases of beef. And it goes right to their websites, um, to their ordering process. And our members can, if they, if they have the opportunity, we have a couple requirements. One is that the beef they're selling be USDA inspected. So it is uh, truly legal, moral, and ethical for uh, for retail sales, uh, different from the custom exempt work that many of us do. So this is USDA inspected meat, 
and they must be a current active member of Nebraska Cattlemen. So their membership must be current and on file. And they can click right here to, to start advertising their business. It's a very easy process for them. And Don said the beef shop has benefits for both producers and consumers. First for the producers. You know, as, as a producer in uh, small town Nebraska, you may not be... Um, I don't, you, you may not have your name out there as much as you wish. Maybe you have it out there more than you wish. <laughs> However, this is a connection through your industry. And oftentimes when a consumer is searching, they will Google search, you know, where can I buy local beef? Nebraska Cattlemen website has the ability to promote that for them. So it's a link and, and it's just one more uh, place that they may be, may be um, discovered through a Google search when somebody is trying to find meat and perhaps region of the state, you know, is something that works for someone when they're searching or whatever that case may be. And <clears throat> anytime you can get your, your name and your product in front of consumers, more are going to try it. So it's, it's one more way to get their name out there and, and continue to drum up more business for them. And that's what they want. And, and what we all want is for everyone in the beef industry to be successful. And on the other side, she says there's also benefits for the consumers. Absolutely. So what a what a nice opportunity to have multiple beef retailers that are local Nebraska producers right there at the click of a mouse. And you can visit each website, explore their offerings, um, look at their many of them have recipes to offer, look at their pricing and see what fits you best. You know, do you want something delivered to your door? Do you want something shipped um, you know, through one of the shipping services, do you want to be able to pick it up yourself? And you can explore each one of those to see what fits you and your family best, um, whether it's cuts or, you know, bigger bundles or whatever it may be. And, and then reach out to them to ask questions and ultimately make your purchase so your family gets to, gets to enjoy a great beef meal. And Don said that even though the beef shop came about because of unfortunate events, it's still a great resource for cattle producers and consumers across the state. There's a saying that comes around sometimes too often the last several years, but never waste a good crisis, right? And so we certainly didn't want to waste what felt like a, a pretty extreme crisis last year and put those put those thinking gears in work and create something that was going to going to do some good things for both members and people that want to enjoy beef and be able to purchase it. So this was a great avenue to that. That again is Don Caldwell. She's chairman of the Nebraska Cattlemen Membership Services Committee. Now, if you're a member of the Nebraska Cattlemen with USDA Inspected Nebraska Beef, you can sign up to be a part of the beef shop. You just need to go to NebraskaCattlemen.org. And you can also see the listings of all of the people who have already been a part of this program, including Certified Piedmontese, Flying Diamond Beef, McLean Beef, Oak Barn Beef, and Setting D Ranch LLC. And that, again, is available at NebraskaCattlemen.org. I'm Alex Wojcicki from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you in part by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. I'm Bob Brogan. Stocks are posting strong gains on Wall Street following three days of losses and the biggest one-day drop in the S&P 500 since February. 
The three major stock market indexes were all up 1% or more in the early going. Technology stocks, which were hurt hard earlier in the week, were among the biggest gainers in early trading. Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, and Amazon were all up 1% or more. The price for Bitcoin plunged 11% after billionaire Elon Musk changed his position on the digital currency. Citing the environmental impact, he says Tesla Motors would no longer accept Bitcoin as payment for its cars. Wholesale prices rose a higher than expected six-tenths of a percent in April, driven by escalating costs for services and food. It's more evidence that inflation pressures are starting to mount as the country emerges from a recession brought on by the pandemic. The number of Americans seeking unemployment benefits fell last week to 473,000, a new pandemic low. It's the latest evidence that fewer employers are cutting jobs as consumers ramp up spending and more businesses reopen. Today's report from the Labor Department shows that applications declined 34,000 from a revised 507,000 a week earlier. Amazon is seeking to hire 75,000 people in a tight job market and is offering bonuses to attract workers, including $100 for new hires who are already vaccinated for COVID-19. The jobs pay at least $15 an hour and are for delivery drivers and warehouse workers who pack and ship online orders. It raised hourly pay for some of its workers last month, and Amazon said new hires will make an average of $17 an hour. Likewise, McDonald's is raising pay at 650 company-owned stores in the U.S. as part of its push to hire thousands of new workers in a tight labor market. For the Rural Radio Network, I'm Bob Brogan. Excitement continues to build at NCTA Curtis because of a gift coming to the college. Good afternoon. I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. During this upcoming weekend's chat with the Chancellor, I talked to Dr. Larry Gosen from NCTA Curtis, and he talked about the excitement about a ranch. Oh, yes. And we were able to announce that during graduation uh, with uh, Vice President Bain was able to make the announcement that um, a, a, a ranch it'll be called the Frank B. and Mabel Lou Memorial Ranch, was donated to the college and to the foundation to uh, to be a, an educational laboratory for us. And it was given by David and Sandy Schultz. Uh, Sandy, uh, unfortunately, uh, died in, in 2019, and she was not able to, to be there. But uh, um, at least David has been able to see now the the transition of the ranch to the to the university it's a it's a 24 acre ranch located just west of wellfleet that's over in hayes county uh it's homesteaded in 1902 and it was uh through a a the donation from all the way from sandy's uh mother and her great grandmother i think all the way back on the on her side of the family and so it was quite the uh, quite the donation. Uh, they they were they were wishing to preserve their ranching history, and couldn't think of a better way to to honor their gift than to give that to uh, NCTA as a place for us to use as a, a learning lab that will be emphasizing ranch management, beef cattle production. Even our agribusiness students will be uh, studying uh, economic impact and, and value 
um, you know, all all of the the Lou children, uh, the Sandy's relation. Uh, I think most of them went to school back at uh, Curtis when it was the high school, and uh, they were very excited to see that education continue with uh, with the donation of this gift. So we have a lot of things planned out there. We've already started uh, making plans to move our spring calving herd out there. Uh, we've got several cows and calves that we're moving out there for summer pasture. And we're getting ready to expand into a fall calving herd as well. Again, a chance to give our students something different to see. We're also bringing in uh, some cattle from the uh, Goodmanson Sandhills Ranch near Whitman, uh, working with uh, Kelly Bruns and the Nebraska Extension at the West Central Research Extension Center, North Platte. And uh, with the Goodmanson Ranch and with all of our partners like that, we're trying to to expand what we have going on with the with the ranch and uh, our our beef production and large animal veterinary technology classes will be taken uh, participating in, in those things that uh, we'll call it spring and fall calving now so we've got a lot of things to be done out there at the ranch and a lot of, of things to make it a, a very usable space in the future with some corrals and water supplies and some electrical rework and we're excited about the possibilities and looking forward to getting a bunch of students out there that's dr larry gosen from ncta curtis talking about a donation to the college i'm susan littlefield mcgraw radio network Playpat on the Rural Radio Network as we talk now to John Payne, Senior Marketing Analyst, Daniel Zag Marketing in Chicago, publisher of the newsletter This Week in Grain. John, a red close coming into the day following the WASDA report out yesterday. But in the broader spectrum here, this market has had such a rally and run up here to the strong side. The May contracts are going off tomorrow. Was it at some point expected we would see a pullback similar to this? Yeah, it was a bunch of different things. I think you start with weather. They put a little bit of forecast into uh, Canada and down into the Dakotas, you know, and that's going to tip a wheat market that is well overpriced to where the globe is. Still so much uncertainty around the yield. And then really, in my opinion, you look at Russia as far as what they're going to do with their crop. I mean, USDA did nothing yesterday as far, in regards to wheat for Russian write-downs. Those are coming. Uh, and, you know, we have the whole export tax issue that they, maybe they won't be as, as willing to sell. So I, I think in the near term, that's going to be overhanging corn. But you saw today, as soon as the market turned and started to rally a little bit, I know it closed bad, uh, but I, I was pretty optimistic to see how it came off limit down. And, and really, obviously, there's there's some run-up that probably can happen here, back up to 7 bucks, maybe even more, just on the fact that the supply is needed. Um, you know, I think we can trade under corn quite a bit here. It's just an anomaly year. So um, I, w- I wouldn't be in a huge rush to sell corn on these breaks. Uh, I think, you know, 650 looks like a good opportunity if you're an end user to extend some coverage. So there's definitely still some opportunity in here. Looking now, is this are we in the micro market environment where you can look a little bit long term, or do you need to be thinking of more of these short terms? Now we need to get to the June report. We need to get that June planting data before you really try to make any of those long term decisions. Well, yeah, I think the long term decisions you have to be comfortable with making them. I, I point to the example in, in December 22. Right, you know, if you listen to this time every day, you know, I talk about that contract a lot on the way up here. We lost 30 cents this morning on that contract. Why does the crop two years from now need to discount itself like that? 
I don't know. I think a big part of it is the fact that, you know, the, the, the this is a weather market still. And for us to go to $8 on December, it really takes some problems. And when you have weather come in or, you know, yesterday's report, you know, kind of friendly for demand, so to speak. Um, and I think that's, you know, just we're seeing a recipe for, for disaster in the short run. Throw in the fact that you're, you're at a transition period for this economy. The data from the last three weeks, two weeks, combined with retail sales we get tomorrow, say that we don't need stimulus. And unfortunately, I'm not, it's not a political statement. We're having tremendously high economic numbers that don't warrant the need for a trillion dollar stimulus package. And whether we get it or not is an issue. I think the market's preparing now. That is John Payne, Senior Marketing Analyst, Daniel Zag Marketing. More at danielzagmarketing.com. Do you remember train future and options volume risk of loss? All right, thank you very much, Clay. That'll wrap up this Thursday edition of Midday. For more, you can catch our Midday podcast. That's sponsored by Deveni Motors, wherever podcasts are available, or krbn.com.